It's mid-season report card time. It's time to evaluate the 49ers through a mid-season. And I got a special guest that's going to help me do just that right after this. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah, breezy this. Good morning, everybody. We touching down right now, and I told you I had a special guest. Make some noise for the one and only John Chapman. What's up, man? So glad to be here on your channel. Uh, I get to see the magic. I'm all pumped up after that intro. Ready to go, man. Let's do it. Now, on today's episode, we're going to do our mid-season report card grade. So we're going to evaluate the team see where they're standing as far as statistics, things like that, and where we rank them. Now, don't forget to participate in the polls going on right now in the YouTube chat, all right? You'll see a poll. What is your overall 49ers midseason grade, A, B, C, or D? Shouldn't be less than a D, right, John? No, should not. Should not be less than a D, guys. So make sure you guys go ahead, put your grade in there. We'll get to the poll throughout the show, all right? John's going to be here for a little bit, so we're going to make sure we tap it to his brain. And we're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. Listen, there's no new 49ers news. Everybody knows everything that's going down. As far as, I mean, Akeem Spence, I believe, would be the latest addition, as well as, uh, what's the wide receiver, Willie Sneed, the fourth. They've been signed to the practice squad. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's just keeping familiar faces and depth around. Uh, understanding it does seem like Akeem Spence is playing smaller and smaller and smaller roles. Uh, the fact that Ty McGill was able to stick around over him, I think, is important. Um, and so, yeah, Spence is being phased out. Turner, he's a backup special teams guy. Uh, don't really see much with him really taking place at all. All right. So there you have it from John Chapman, the GOAT himself. Look. Got some more guys back there. I think they could be called up. We we don't know. I mean, obviously. Uh, what are your thoughts about Willie Sneed? He's just he's he's here. He's active. He's back onto the practice squad. I mean, is this is he's the new who for the four? Is he the new Dante Johnson? Man, it's he got a lot of snaps. He he got a lot of PT last week. Now he they did? didn't target him at all, but he was like out there as the like number three wide receiver a few times when McCaffrey was on the bench. So they they feel confident with Sneed. In the fact that he won't mess up, I thought that it was interesting. Danny Gray got like six snaps. Mm. And so the fact that Willie Sneed is getting, you know, almost five times as many snaps as Danny Gray at this point in the season, that's interesting. Um, you know, that's probably my biggest takeaway from this. And I'm just going to be really honest with you. Danny Gray's been terrible. Um, out of 32 49ers who have taken offensive snaps, Danny Gray is second to last. He's only Ooh. got 33 snaps on the year. Um, he cannot run block. 
he has been terrible run blocking, and he was this week as well. And as soon as he blew up a play because he wasn't run blocking, they pulled him and he didn't go back in. It's weird because no block, no rock. I mean, that's his mantra. Zero catches. Zero catches. He had some, he has had some targets, uh, but unfortunately, he's not able to come down with the pass. All right, John, let's go ahead and get down to these grades. Shout out to everybody out there that's watching. I just got to give them a quick round of applause. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Also, also, John, I'm five subscribers away from 1K. Uh, so Dude, that's impressive, good. man. You got there quick. We were grinding, bro. We we're grinding. The grind never stops, you know. Um, on this episode, if we get to 1K, if somebody says that we're at 1K, I'm going to do a Debo Samuel Chronicles NFL football card giveaway. Ooh, that's right. clean. So we're going to give that away, all right, randomly to somebody that's actually watching the show. Also, you know we're doing the 1K giveaway. Peachy has one that if we get to uh, 1K before tomorrow, she's going to be giving away a jersey of their choice. And then I'm going to be giving away a signed mini Talanoa Hufunga. So people are going to be walking away for some really cool prizes, man. Really cool things, man. But we appreciate the support, the contributions that you guys have for the show. I'm sure they're going to let us know. So keep us updated if it's up to. I'm not paying attention to numbers. Only numbers I want to go through are these stats. John, we start with the offense here. All right. Let's start with the offense. Let's go with the quarterback's position. Uh, we got to give it a grade. Now, I do have the stats right in front of me. Instead of writing them down, I'm just going to read them off the daggone screen because that's where it is, all right? So <laughs> I'm so old school. I like to write stuff down. Now, when I look at the quarterbacks, uh, we've had uh, three quarterbacks, and we've also had a running back throw the ball, right? So we had three quarterbacks. Best and running pass back of the year. Best pass of the year, 34-yard pass, wide open, Brandon Ayuk, touchdown. All right, so going through the quarterback, here are the numbers, all right? Attempts, 250. Completions, 159. All right. Completion percentage, 63.6, which is fairly decent in my opinion. Uh, 1,984 yards and their average per yard total for all the quarterbacks, 7.9. 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. John, what are we grading the quarterbacks here? Uh, what are your thoughts? Me, you know, if I'm giving the... The grade, I'm going to probably say a C-plus to B-minus uh, is where I would put it, whether that's you know Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's where it should be. The, the fact that you had three games under 20 points, that bothers me. The fact that you had you know so many just bad missed plays, and this is, again, not a Jimmy G indictment because Trey had you know that one big miss down the left side week one as well. Um, I, I just don't think it's been consistent play. Now – you are coming off by far Jimmy's best game um, this year against the Rams. But even in that game, um, definitely two interceptable th balls thrown, um, missed some wide open opportunities. But still, with Jimmy, uh, you live, you die. Um, it's up and down. So I'm, I'm going to go B minus. I'm going to round it up just a little bit after last week. I think that CMC throw in there, um, which I don't know if you, you know this. This is crazy. The very first. 30-plus mm -hmm. air yard touchdown pass mm -hmm. outside the numbers in the last five years for 49ers quarterbacks. Are you, kidding? Are you kidding me? First one. First wow. one. First one. Whoa. Jimmy Garoppolo had zero. Now, 
Later in the game, Jimmy Garoppolo got his very first 30 air yard pass outside the numbers to Roz Dwelly. So we had two in the game. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy just had to have somebody do it for him and show him it could be done. And then he did it, which was nice. <laughs> so we get two, something that we haven't seen before. We get two in, in one years. game. Wow. Wow. That's big. That, that Jimmy yeah. pass was nice, though. The thing oh, that I liked about that pass in that particular game was his pump fake. And I know we yell at him for pump faking it, but his pump fake, in my opinion, sold the 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 it sold the, the cornerback, Kendrick, to bite. Yep. And then Dwelly was just wide open because he was playing super aggressive. Kendrick was playing super aggressive on that play. So shout out to Jimmy with the pump fake. I know sometimes we're like, yo, Jimmy, get, get the ball out the hand. Maybe he's taking on something new. I wonder if he's learning this. The new quarterbacks coach. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I like it because if they're going to overload the middle, whatever defense the 49ers go against, take advantage of that. Pump fake, pulls everybody in, then hand outside. And Jimmy hit two um, wide open guys in stride. The Kittle pass on the seam route, which was perfectly thrown. And then, you know, the wheel route or the leak route, um, it wasn't even a leak route. Ross Dwelly just lined up outside and ran a fade. Um, but he has never hit that pass. He usually misses use check by like a mile. But for him to hit that, that's huge. So is it growth? We'll see. It's it's two passes that he hit in stride. Because Shanahan's going to scheme open guys. There's no doubt about it. Once Debo comes back, there's going to be even more attention because you've got to pay attention to CMC, Debo, and Kittle, who are all mismatches. You're going to have those wide-open guys. You just got to hit them. All right. You just got to hit them, guys. All right. We're going to switch over. So John gave the quarterbacks a C plus to a B minus. I'm more the lenient guy. I, I, I think I think I like the B minus just from the progression that I'm seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that Trey Lance is pretty much, he's on the wraps for the rest of the year. We know that uh, we're not going to get much more Brock Purdy unless something happens. But when I look at Jimmy, I'm seeing this progression, and, and that's what I want to see because all I've been seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo is regression, and it was really good to see him progress. Now, it could be because of the new pieces that were added. It could be because he's more comfortable now. It could be because Kyle is uh, unleashing, you know, tightening, unloosening the leash around his neck. He's developing a little bit more trust. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm liking it, and I'm hoping that it's trending up, which was yesterday's episode. We were talking about trending up. So I'm hoping that's a trend up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but I'm going to go with the B-. minus. I think Jimmy Garoppolo got this team to 500, uh, something that we weren't last season. We were below 500 at the midpoint. I think that's a, a plus for us. So I'm going to go with the B-. minus. Uh, if you're going to go with the C+, plus, I'll go with the B-, minus. if I had to pick one. All right, let's go to the running backs. All right, so we plethora of running backs for this team, including quarterback runs, uh, including wide receiver runs. You're going to see him with the 49ers. So I'm looking at the runs. I have the stats, man. We have 957 yards off of 206 attempts. All right, our yards per average is 4.6. Uh, we have seven touchdowns, and here's the biggest number, eight fumbles. So I'm just I'm curious to know how you feel about the run game, the running attack uh, so far, uh, and what, st what stands out to you the most from these statistics? Well, it's hard because, you know, we've had kind of six quarters of CMC, which has been great. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, it's been bad. Uh, you know, the 49ers are right at average this year. They're 16th um, in yards per attempt. They're 16th in total rushing yards. Like, that's not a Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, but we've continued to kind of regress there. 
because early on in the year, you were top notch. You you were top three, top three, top three. But the longer it's gone on, the worse and worse it's got. Uh, but until CMC showed up. So this is rough because and, and another reason why I was fine with the Jeff Wilson trade because of the turnovers. Now, Christian McCaffrey had a fumble, too. So you got to put that on him. Um, but yeah, the, I don't think the running back position has been overly great. I, I really, really don't. Uh, when Elijah Mitchell went down, things kind of stagnated. Teams are keying on Debo running the ball. You brought in CMC. Now it looks like things are good. So can we run the ball a little more efficiently once Elijah Mitchell gets back and Debo gets back? Whew. Ooh, I, what's up? I, 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 I know. I, I Trust me, I understand. And shout out to our brother, Paul. Says, John, I'm loving the black Santa Clara. Uh, one of my go-to residency hats. Yeah, man. Shout out to residency. Speaking of residency, we are sponsored by residency. So let's go ahead and put the promo in here uh, very quickly. Let's get that out there. Listen, guys, go to residency.com, www.rsid, the number three, ncy.com. Use the promo code SFBreezy. Right now they have the exclusive bay trucker hats all right and so you're going to want to get us the all white hat miss debbie did an unboxing of hers it was fresh it looked good john i can't wait till you get yours mine should be on its way uh, yeah i just bought look- mine uh two days ago using your code sf Breezy. Uh, so i'm pumped to get it about. man that's what i'm talking about so shout out to the family over there at residency guys don't miss out they got exclusive hats coming out and they have a sale on some of the older hats that you see us rocking right now so go ahead and check it out man uh the description will be in the link the link will be in the description of the show all right let's uh what, what is your grade for these running backs i want to say b minus uh um, i'm going c plus but i oh, like okay it. no yeah, no, no. It, I, this is fun because i got our stuff right here so you got b minus but at I the same time, I'm like, ooh, you're showing so much improvement. Now you got CMC. Things are going to be great moving right. forward, but we haven't seen that. We just haven't seen it. Right. And you're getting back Elijah Mitchell. Now we're grading up to the point, but Elijah Mitchell's first game, he had 46 yards, and he was easily going to be a 100-yard rusher in that game until the knee injury. Yeah. And then I guarantee you the 49ers, John, we were there soaking wet, just torrential downpours, whatever you name it. But we were running the ball pretty successfully and then i said to myself why are we not running the goddamn ball anymore i didn't even know he was out of the game like it just happened it's weird i I say that every week why are we not running the ball more Uh, (laughs) my favorite point in any football game is when the 49ers run it on third and four i get so excited that's my favorite play it's my favorite play that's what's up. Christy says we're four away from 1K, guys. Four away from 1K. Let's go. We're going to give away a Debo Samuel Chronicles football card right here on this episode if we get to the 1K mark, all right? Um, that's pretty funny. I went with a C-plus, John, just because the fumbles. And it's the fumbles from all of the, the people that are running the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo leads the team with three of them, to be honest with you. I don't know if they're coming off of just him trying to avoid sacks and getting positive yards or negative yards, whatever. But we were turning the ball over. Jeff Wilson Jr., who's no longer with the 49ers, was in second. I mean, even the great Christian McCaffrey has one. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's tough. Debo has a fumble. Uh, who else? Trey Lance had a fumble. So, like, the fumbles are bothering me. So now when yeah. you get Elijah Mitchell back, ball security is going to be pretty much top notch. Cat doesn't turn over the ball. 
Yeah, him and CMC um, historically have been among the best. Now, I know it's been a small window for Elijah Mitchell, but when we saw him last year when he was healthy, protected the ball very well. That's what's Jeff now, Wilson's always had an issue with that. Always had an issue with fumbles. Even oh, from I was his birthday, I think, yesterday. Yeah, birthday, today's man. his birthday, man. Today's so we, the birthday. That's what's I up. I think it's Ties today. It, was it yesterday or today? I don't know. It is I feel like it's two. today. It's birthday anyway, week. Anyway, happy birthday <laughs> yes. to our guy. Ty Austin, East Coast represent. You know how we get down. We love you over here, man. We love you, bro. Happy birthday, man. All right. So let's get to the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. It's okay. rough, man, uh, because I think you got Ayuk, <laughs> who has been unbelievable. Ayuk has been great. Um, wide open almost all the time. Not usually the first read, but Ayuk has been great. Um, outside of that, Debo has not lived up to, you know, last year's kind of, you know, status uh, for sure. But he's been good. He's still been good. You know, you had that one freak play where he just caught it against the Rams the first time we played him, took it to the house. So I, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient. I'm going to go B-plus here. Because I think it's Ayuk and everybody else right now. I think Ayuk's killing it. Debo, I don't know. I you, well, all right. So Debo Samuel has three hundred and eighty-six yards, and he's the double-teamed guy. He's yeah. the guy that they're trying to take away. And so you got to figure out a way how to get. And this is no slack to Debo. I mean, no. you know, it's just he's being doubled, and Kyle has to find another. A, you know, creative way of getting him open, and it's going to be on those screens because if you get him the ball, and so I don't count that as wide receiver play, right? It's running, it's running back. Like that's it. like it almost goes into the running game, whatever. I want to see Debo downfield more because I think that he tracks the ball so well. He does have an issue with drops. That's going to always be a Debo issue, uh, but you can live with it because the the huge explosive plays that he brings. But this year, it's one hundred percent been Ayuk. Um, then you got Debo, Ray Ray, and nobody else. There's right. nobody else. I don't think. Well, do you put George Kittle in the receiving game? I don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't but want he's to. Part of, he's part of the receiving Correct. yard. He's part of the receiving category. So it's kind of like you kind of got to put him in there. But we'll grade him as well with the tight ends. But I tell you what. As far as receiving. Um, 1,984 yards. 67.9 reception rate. 12.5 um, average pretty decent 12 touchdowns which brandon Ayuk leads the team with four talked about that 10 drops it's funny because brandon Ayuk has four touchdowns and debo samuel has four drops <laughs> it's so weird brandon Ayuk does have a drop but debo leads the team in drops at four but he always has yeah, he always, yeah, I mean, he's been uh, he's a league leader in drops every single year, yeah. and he was in college. He was at the Senior Bowl. He it's just who he is. That ain't changing, right? But I do like I do like where we are. You said a B plus. I think I'm gonna B plus. go your B plus, bro. I, I, I'm with that. I, I we push. Somebody got to step up. Whether Ray Ray has accelerated pretty well, Juwan Jennings. We got to see a little bit more. Danny, great. Like, you need a little bit more depth to your wide receiver core because right now you don't have it. Um, I think you've got three guys. That's it right now. Um, and I don't include Juwan Jennings in that with the, with his injury stuff going on. But yeah, if you had four guys that you feel confident in, that'd be nice. But I don't think we're at that point yet. I know. Chrissy says Debo needs to do better. I, I'm trying to figure out, but do better how? Like – 
Like, what does that mean? Because if he, if he's that, all right, you said that he needs to be down the field catching those passes. So he, when he gets those routes, the ball is too high. The ball is out of his reach. Yeah. Like, what do you want him to do? So I'm, I'm curious how he needs to do better. I'm just asking you because Chrissy's asking the question. So how can Debo do better? I think that you can't put it all on him. Jimmy's got to look his way a little bit more down the field. And also, you got to design some plays to get him open down the field. If it's just getting him the ball with screens and putting him in the backfield and things like that, you're missing such a vibrant part of what this offense could be. Because if he is a threat down the field, over 10 yards down the field, now that just frees up even more for Ayuk, Kittle, CMC, all these other guys. But right now it's very easy. You know what Debo's going to do. He's going to run slants. He's going to run hitches. He's going to run screens. You don't have to respect the deep ball. So add that extra element, right? We talk all the time about this versatility with all these different players and Kyle Shanahan and whatever else. You've got to take advantage of that. And I think there's just a big gaping hole right now in your Debo, who was an all-pro receiver last year, 1,770 yards total yards last year. Like, he's nowhere near that pace. Nowhere near that pace. Yeah. He's got 525 Um, total yards from scrimmage right now. So he's he's on pace to break 1,000 total yards, but that's it. Which is a big decline from last year, but they featured him last year. They're not featuring him this year. So it's a little different. I, I don't I don't know how he can do better if the ball's being spread around uh and you're trying to feature Brandon Ayuk, right? You're trying to get him he's he's running these crisp routes, he's doing all these things right, he's getting open, like you said, and you're trying to figure out ways to feature, and he's the guy that's not double teamed. So well, his catch rates at fifty-nine percent, like that's not good. That's not good for a wide receiver. That's very poor. And especially whenever you factor in a lot of those are screens. It makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to have, and again, not all on him, a lot of bad passes over the middle, but mm. that's got to increase. It's got to increase. You, you cannot, you can't be that low. You you just can't. All right. Uh, let's grade the tight ends because, again, they're graded in this. So all the tight ends, according to PFF, are here. It's not like I can just select tight ends. They're part of the receiving group. Let's go ahead and grade the tight ends. What do you think the tight ends? I can tell you right now, George Kittle, uh, what is he had? 35 targets, 28 receptions. He has an 80% reception yeah. rate. God dang. 319 yards, two TDs, missed a few games. Did. But I'm putting, I'm going an A here. Um, if like you look it. at just the last four games, George Kittle's the best tight end on the planet. It's not even close. Okay. Every single big running game last week against the Rams, right off of 8-5's rear end. That dude is the lead blocker for everything. I don't care about receptions near as much, even though when he went against Kelsey, guess what? More yards, um, more catches. When he went against Pitts, guess what? More yards, more catches. Um, and so, you know, you're going up against these top-tier tight ends that are really wide receivers. He outplayed them both. But what he does in the run game is just unreal. Add in Dwelly, filling in, having that awesome catch, filling in for Kyle Juszczyk. Um, Warner's been a disappointment this year. Uh, I haven't been a big fan of Charlie Warner. He's the lowest-ranked player from Pro Football Focus of anybody that's taken an offensive snap this year for the 49ers. He's dead last, uh, which hurts. But Croft has kind of picked up in his stead. So I'm going to A grade. Um, I love this tight end group. I'm I'm gonna up it to an A plus. Oh, I love I, it. Yeah, and and it's it's not just because of George Kittle. 
Um, it's just because of the way they collectively been playing. Now, I get that Charlie Warner is probably the worst out of the three, which is so funny because last year the worst out of the, th- of the three was Ross Dwelly. But I think what happened was when they added Tyler Croft to this roster, it boosted the tight end play. Tyler Croft filled in really well for George Kittle when George Kittle was out for the first few games. Then Tyler Croft gets injured, and now you got to go Warner, you got to go uh, Dwelly, who was also injured. And they they weathered, they weathered the storm, in my opinion, bro. They still remained consistent. When the ball was thrown, they pretty much caught it. George Kittle's the only tight end with the fumble out of the group. And that obviously that fumble came because he was trying to make a play and get extra yards. He just didn't protect the ball. You know, got to protect the ball. I, I can't stand fumbles. It, like, really irks my nerves. Um, as a former running back, I want these – I want ball security to be on point. Yeah. But I tell you what, George Kittle – is the best damn tight end in football. He always has been the best damn tight end in football. And he probably will go down being the best damn tight end in football. And not from a statistical standpoint. We're talking about just the tight end. I get it. Travis Kelsey's numbers are going to always be greater than George Kittle. I get it. But it's not always about the numbers. So it's about the impact. And I really love the impact that George Kittle. So I'm going to up that to an A+. And speaking of A-pluses, let's go ahead and get into this offensive line. Because I'm dying to know what you're going to grade the offensive line. I'm going A. I'm I'm giving them an A. Um, And the only reason why I'm holding that back is Jake Brindle's inconsistency and sustaining blocks. And Mike McGlinchey's, you know, big misses that he has several times a game. But left tackle, the fact that you were able to overcome Trent Williams being out for a few games, I really thought Jalen Moore played well. I think Colton McKivitz should be pushing for right tackle starting snaps. I thought that's how good he was. And, man, you got to talk about Aaron Banks. Oh, my gosh. Aaron Best Banks. offensive lineman on the 49ers right now. Man, him, he's been so consistent. Um, literally, no like drop off whatsoever from Lake and Tomlinson, who was a pro bowl left guard. Aaron Banks has been unbelievable. Spencer Burford has been good. He's had a couple down um, games, no doubt about it, but I love this offensive line. Jake Brindle is my biggest concern. Um, that's I think the weakest starter for the entire 49ers team offense or defense is Jake Brindle. If I could change anything, Daniel Brunskill would start taking snaps this bye week and start for him, but okay. I don't think they're going to do it. I wish they would, but I don't think they will. Okay. All right. Um, and two turnovers on Jake Brindle on the year, by the way. Two turnovers on Brindle. Fumbles. Bad fumbles. <sighs> All right. So as far as their statistics, we got nine sacks. They've given up nine sacks. Eight hits and 44 pressures. I think that's pretty decent. I mean, nine sacks. I mean, you want to find a way to eliminate that's that. That's incredible. Yeah, but I think it's incredible. Uh, Your A, I mean, I, I'm going to go with an A-. minus. I'm going to go down just a little bit. Uh, from your grade we're close on all these though because it's funny because remember if you go back and watch our shows right john what did i keep telling everybody not to worry about the offensive line i said you just got to give them time to gel and they'll figure it out they got to give them time to gel and they figure it out now they went through crazy changes this season right first of all you lost uh lake and tomlinson alex mack retires Right. And that's two big pieces right there. Then a piece that you had last year that came in and did great. He left, went, went to, did he go to Denver? Can't remember. Anyway, they were gone. Then you bring in uh, your, your guys, your Aaron Banks is here. 
Trent Williams is supposed to come back. He gets injured. They lose their starting quarterback. They put a new starting quarterback in here. Jake Brindle is the starting center for a Trey Lance, but he never really had continuity with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so that's a problem. And then it's just like, it was just makeshift. And then you got Mike McGlinchey coming off of that crazy injury, trying to get back. And then you're starting, you're starting a rookie at the right guard in Spencer Burford. I said you got to give him a little bit of time to gel. I'm not worried. Chris Forster should get an award for the year getting these guys into shape. I have him as an A minus. And if I have him as an A minus, that means they're going to get better. Now, I know a lot of people don't like Mike McGlinchey, and I get it. I get it. When he makes bad plays, they're terrible. They stand out. How can Mike McGlinchey improve, in your opinion, John? His, his technique just gets bad the later in games. And so how much of this is injury, right? But we've seen him do this his entire career. And so when you get into that third and fourth quarter, he starts to get out of his technique, just stands straight up instead of sinking his hips. Um, his footwork gets lazy. His balance gets bad. And that's whenever he just gets bull rushed by nickel cornerbacks uh, that are bull rushing this dude. So he's just got to be more consistent and in better shape. I understand the injury. But if this was an anomaly, if we haven't seen it before, then I would say, okay, that's the issue. But we've seen this several times in his career, so that's why I would put that there. And they, they continue to allow him to like work at it because he's the best that they have at that position at this right. moment. So, you know, you watched him last game. He gives up two sacks, and then you're saying to yourself, dang. Ruined two drives. Uh, took points off the board on two drives last week. Yes, and that was one. That, Single-handedly. Yeah, man. And, and that was on McGlinchey. But then he comes in in the second half and doesn't give up anything. So Played it's great like, the second half. It's it's weird, right? And so I don't know if his stuff is fixable. Um, I, I'm just hoping he'll be able to work on it. I don't even know how much the injury is playing a factor. I don't know how much mentally he's going through. It's just his a body lot of- language is terrible. After yeah. after he gives up a play, he just hangs his head yeah. and walks around like Eeyore. And like Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance or whoever he gets killed, like he just walks away from him. Doesn't help him up. Uh, I saw one play on uh, coaching tape that he helped a player up. And I was like, all right, this is huge. Like, And Forrester, who you talked about, who I think is one of the best coaches on the 49ers staff, has said his body language and not allowing one play to beat him twice. Like, yes. That's what his O-line coach has said. And when you could see it visually on coaches tape, you're just like, ooh, this dude's in his head. Like he's in his own head. This is not healthy. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm hoping – I'm hoping he's open to constructive criticism about stuff like that. Not about his gameplay. Just, dude, get out your own head, bro. Because it's affecting everything. You know what I'm saying? Trent Williams in my... Okay, so here's the difference other than skill set. When Trent Williams gets beat, beat on a play, or when he gets a penalty, he shakes it off and goes out and makes a play. Right? But when Mike McGlinchey does that, it's a downward domino effect. Like it's just always going to trend downward. It's, it's going to spiral downwards and it's not good. Now, I don't know how he overcame it in this particular game. I don't know if they stopped trying to rush him on the edge. I don't know if they provided help from George Kittle, but George they Kittle had two tight ends to his side several times, two tight ends, not one, two. And he still got beat on one of those plays. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, our brother Kenny says, no position group on this offense deserves an A with our record being 4-4. Four four. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, I disagree. Um, I, I think 
You look at the NFL, it's a matchup league. Um, and yeah, there were some major issues they had to overcome, but some groups have played that well. Uh, once we get to the defense, I think we'll see that as well. The defense has played really, really well, uh, except for two games. And so uh, the record is deceiving. Four and four does not tell the story of the 2022 49ers so far. Sadly, the way that the playoffs work, that does tell the story. But what I will say is this. Your three most important games of the season, you dominated. Um, you've got to get to the point where you don't play to the level of your competition against bad teams. That's coaching. That's preparation. But if you could pick your three most important games, you won those three, which carry a lot more weight than those other games. So, yeah, we're four and four, but you look at Vegas odds, you look at any odds. At, I mean, we are number two predicted to win the NFC, like not the NFC West. The NFC. It's a weird division. It's a weird conference. The 49ers have handled business when it mattered most. I agree with that. I agree with it. And if you go back and watch those games, I mean, you can see that they made mental mistakes. Week starting week one. How many mental yeah. mistakes was made on the defense? Ooh. And then we started talking about, oh my gosh, the defense is the best defense in the league. But they lost that first game to the Chicago Bears. Yep. But then they were the best defense. So we can't have our cake and eat it too, guys. Like we were we we're the best. We just don't always play to our best potential because we play. I really do believe that they play down to the competition and they have to stop doing that. They did that with Atlanta. They knew Atlanta was going to come out and run the daggone boss. The only thing they could do, but they yeah. did not prepare to take it away. They didn't. They knew Mariota was going to run. I knew Mariota was going to, you knew Mariota was going to run. If we knew that, I know they knew that not one spy in that game. Containment was terrible. Defense broke down. They lost the game. Yes, the offense couldn't score consistently, but the offense is has been building ever since. I felt like the offense is, is trending up. Defense is going to be fine. Let's get to the defense since we're talking about the defense. Let's go with the defensive line, bro. Where are we going with the defensive line? How let's let's, let's start. Let's say B minus. Um I'm going to say B minus, mainly because it was supposed to be the strength of the team. If you look at financial capital, draft capital, all those things, and it just hasn't panned out. Obviously, the Kinlaw injury, the Armstead uh, injury, those hurt a lot. But you got some superstars. Bosa, for sure, is unbelievable and playing at a defensive player of the year caliber uh, level. And you've got some other guys that are shining as well. But there's just too many negatives up the middle. Um for too many games. There's just no way Akeem Spence getting all those snaps is just not what the doctor ordered. So uh, I'm going to go B minus because I, I feel like it's underperformed and the injuries caught up to him. Yeah, I'm going to go C plus here. Um, I, I was coming off the high hope that this 49ers, the depth was going to be crazy. I knew it wasn't going to be a good start in rotation if the starters went out. So if the depth became starters, but I still thought that they would be able to get home. I thought I thought we would get more out of some of these rotational pieces, being able to get some of these sacks. Uh, the pressures are there. They're just not getting home. And then when you're talking about the interior, I just don't feel like the interior is good, period. Like without Armstead, with Art, without Javon Kinlaw, the interior is struggling. Now we get some good games depending on who we're playing. Yep. If that interior, the defensive line is terrible, then our linebackers play terrible. Like there's nothing they, they can do. Like the whole purpose of having great linebackers, especially our type of linebackers. And I was trying to explain something to somebody the other day, John, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
uh, from my explanation, but they were talking about how Fred Warner, you know, that he had his best game last game. And I'm like, I agree. It was his best game all season. Uh, but the reason why you haven't seen him perform consistently is because look at what happened to the interior of the defensive line. And if that interior of the defensive line can't sit there and soak up some of them offensive big lineman blocks and they're getting to the second level, which are yeah. linebackers, then of course Fred Warner is going to play terrible. And then I tried to explain that Fred is not built like a typical linebacker. Like he's not built like those linebackers. He's built to coverage and pass, uh, pass coverage as well as stop the run, which he can do if you keep the big freaking offensive lineman on him. Fred Warner is not Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman. Different builds. No. Yeah, Great skill different. set, different build. And so people are expecting that from Fred. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I got it all wrong, but it's, it, it tells you that we need these pieces to be there. And without those big guys in the middle, Fred can't perform his, his, his best. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, no, you nailed it, man. Um, and the bad defensive tackle play, it just destroys the linebackers. You look at what, it, what happened last year, okay? Fred Warner struggled the first seven weeks of the year. Then his, his play accelerated when? When they moved Eric Armstead inside. When they moved him inside. Then he was all pro Fred and that he sadly, it's just what it is. And you can look at a lot of the better linebackers in the NFL. Like uh, historically it's dependent upon the defensive tackle in front of him. Look at Johnny Dale. He said, he's not Patrick, Patrick Willis. He's more Luke, uh, Luke Keekley. Um, Yeah. I, I agree with that big time. I mean, we met Fred Warner at the, at the draft party. He's huge. He's, tall. he's not your small, <laughs> like, <laughs> stumpy whatever no this dude's 6'3 240 yeah. i mean yeah. he's big um and so i mean he I played, like, okay he, he big dude he big dude um and so i i don't know i i'm excited for fred i love that he had a top tier game without quality defensive tackle play because he's got to kind of step up and rise uh his right. game Correct. um but yeah defensive tackles it, it's a mess right now uh, good news is I do think Armstead is – he might not be back this first week, but it gets that Cardinals game in Mexico City, which we're going to be at. Um, I fully expect him to be there. Let's talk about that. Uh, John and I, 49ers Rush Podcast, we're going to be – Rush Road Trip, we're going to be at this game. John, tell us a little bit about it. I know you don't have your graphics and video stuff, but uh, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm so pumped about this. Uh, we're going to be in Mexico City. We're staying at the Marriott Reforma. We have discounted hotel rates up, uh, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, so you can stay with us. A uh, big part of why we're doing this trip is because we want to keep people safe and we want them to have a very memorable experience. Um, so we're staying in the same hotel. All you got to do, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. You click on one of the Mexico City events. We have a party the night before, and then we're tailgating, getting you to the game on charter buses, bringing you back to the hotel on charter buses. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but the discounted hotel link is there. It expires the 9th. So if you haven't got your hotel yet, um, go do it now. We're saving you a lot of money. So that's there. But you want to be there because the experience is going to be crazy. It's going to yes. be myself, John, and the rest of the crew. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be in Mexico City. Uh, and we're going to get another victory. I'm claiming it right now. I feel like the 49ers are just going to soar and take off week 10, starting week 10 when they come back off this bye week. And you heard George Kittle say it. <laughs> Damn it. Like, why do we have to break right now? We were just we just figured it out. That's basically what he was saying in my own words. We had just figured it out. So I tell you what, put the figure out on pause. When they come back off this bye week and they reinsert some of these pieces, and I'm with you, I don't think 
I tell you what, I don't think Armstead plays week 10, but you know who I, I think, think so is Oh, Jason Verrett. Ooh, you think it's time. You think it's I, time. It's the Chargers. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. It's the I Chargers. This I don't is know the how I missed it. Had, yeah, it's the game he's had. I was so pissed challenge. when they picked him. I was so mad when they picked him. I, I was the biggest Verrett fan uh, coming out of, uh, TCU? Of, of college. Yeah. Did he come out of TCU or, or yeah, TCU? Yeah, okay. All right. Um, let's go. Speaking of, I got my Longhorn shirt on today, representing the hey, game this week. Hey, let's go with the linebackers. Since we're talking about linebackers, uh, I gave the defensive line a C plus. You gave him a B minus. Where are you going with the linebackers? This is the hardest one for me. I'm going to go A minus. Um, and yeah, I'm going A minus because I really felt like. We have everything we need. I thought Drake Greenlaw was like playing at a Tolanohu Funga level. I thought oh, Drake just, Greenlaw just, had some of the best linebacker play uh, the first four weeks of the season I've ever seen. Like, that's how good he was. Then he got hurt. DFF came in. Terrible. The lowest graded defensive player for the 49ers. But then you put in Oren Burks. Oren Burks has been good. Aziz has been good. Like, you have four stud linebackers. And you're going to be getting one of them back. Like, I I don't know. I, I felt like they got screwed over with the injuries and with the defensive tackle play. But Greenlaw is playing his best football of his career, which is saying a lot. And we've seen two high-profile games from Fred Warner. Um, we, we, we haven't had to experience Aziz, Greenlaw, and Warner out there. And I think we will coming up in the, the rest of the season. And do you remember us saying Greenlaw – or Al Shair. Yeah, the whole time is Greenlaw. It was, it was never Greenlaw. close for me. It, I I and I get it. I love Al Shair. I do too. I, it, Very and much. It's, it's nothing to do with his injury. It's just something that Greenlaw Greenlaw has a different game. Uh he has a different energy, a different level of play. But I tell you what, John, I'm happy to have both of them here right now and I believe that they'll be ready to go. Uh ho- hopefully Greenlaw is ready to go week 10. Yeah. I'm not sure about Al Shair, but Hopefully Greenlaw is ready to go week 10. Shoot. I got my, my Fred Warner coffee I mug see it. right here, baby. I see it. Um, You went an A-. minus. I'm going to go I with did. a B-plus here, man. I, I like the linebackers. I love Fred Warner. He's uh probably like my favorite player um on this team. It's just something about him. I also played linebacker too, by the way, so it was running back linebacker. But it's something about they, they, they still missing. Like they're missing tackles. They're they're missing in coverage. Uh, Fred Warner has some bad games where he's just not playing at the right depth. Uh, Oren Burks gets beat by Cooper Cup because he's playing at the wrong depth. Uh, and I know it's Cooper Cup, but I just just play at the right depth. You get beat at the right depth, it's boom. But don't leave him wide open. And I get it. First game at that weak side, strong side, wherever he was playing. First game there, he locked it. it up. Second half though. Oh, he listen I, night and day. Whatever, whatever D'Amico said to that team at halftime, or if the players said something to the team after that, they figured it out. So kudos to the defense for figuring it out. Offense figured it out too. But I'm just looking at it overall. Yeah. Um, Shoot, Oren Burks is the second highest rated player on the season for Jeez. the 49ers defense on Pro Football Focus. Number two, Greenlaw's four, Warner's five. Well, I mean, Burks uh, hasn't played. He's got 103 defensive snaps. You're right. It's not a lot. Fred Warner's got 500. So he's one out of five snaps. You know what I mean? 
But if but you when can he's get out that play him. from your number four guy, I got you, which was great depth. Remember when we said we added him, it was like, yo, we don't need him to start. We just need mm-hmm. him to come in here and be productive. He's doing exactly that. And that's why he's great at high. Good point, John. Really good point. Let's get to the next phase. We're going with the safeties. Safeties. I'm going a plus. I don't care what anybody says. And I know that Tyshawn Gibson's had um, two, bad a, two bad games in a row. Just but two. I th- this was seen as one of the biggest weaknesses of going to everybody was so pissed you didn't draft a safety in the third round. And maybe they should have still, but whatever. Dude, Jimmy Ward comes back and they say, sorry, we're good at safety. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Um, and Talano Hufunga, I think, is the player of the year still for the 49ers. I think it's him and Nick Bosa. That's number one. That's number two. Maybe CMC can overtake that. But, oh, my gosh. You've got a star. You have a star. Not not a pro bowler. You're talking a star in Talano Hufunga. Does he have some missed tackles and over-aggressive? Sure. But when you get all those huge change plays, whether it's sacks, passes defense, interceptions, getting other players' interceptions, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's bye week's going to help Gibson more than anybody. Um, I ain't worried about the safety position. I'm going A+. Plus. I'm going with A- minus here, um, but I still have us in the A range, and it's really because of the combination of the play. I'm telling you, when look, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. They've fallen off. The safeties are declining, and it's not just because of them. It's a, it's a, it's a factor from... Losing Emmanuel mostly. When mostly's yeah. out there, the safeties can actually just play safety. Like you want Hufunga was playing all instinctual football. Whenever he has to think, it's like, oh man, like he doesn't know if he's doing the right thing. And that in that last game, he took a bad angle on the Matthew Stafford touchdown. It was a delayed bad angle at that. It was like, ah, uh, he's not going to run it. Oh, my God, he's running it. Let me catch up. And that is where that 440 weird speed yeah. comes in. Because if you don't get – if you don't jump the route first, you're not going to get there, even on a slow-ass Matthew Stafford, bro. And so this is not this is not all on Hufunga. I'm just saying that the safeties are, de- are declining slightly. But the bye week – with Jimmy Ward back there saying, listen, guys, I'm not playing here. Gibson, this is where I need the leader of Ward to come in. Gib, Gip, you got the spot. You starting there. I'm here. You there. Step up. Get back to where you were. We got you covered. And I think that's what it is. It's more of them feeling like, I don't want to step on Ward's toes, man. This is his spot, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm in. I think it's a bunch of that crap. And it's not crap. It's real life stuff. Like, like I, if let's say somebody offered me your job, I'm not taking your job. You know what I mean? I, my respect for you. But if they're saying, if you came to me and say, listen, they offering you it, take it. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to work right here. We're going to still be good. Like if you made me feel confident. I think they will change it back. I hope they do. I really do. I want Ward and Hufunka. That's what I want to see. I, I'm with you. I just think that Gibson re- declined due to I don't know what it is. I just think it's a combination of things. And I think Hufunga is declining due to just not having certain pieces out there so he could play his style of safety. I think that's what I'm trying to allude to. Like, he's just not playing his style of safety. So you see him fly but he's taking bad judgments and he's missing tackles. You know what I'm saying? And then 
Gibson is just out of position on stuff. All of a sudden, he's out of position. Like, what's going on? So, yeah. I think they get. I think they fix it. I think it, I so, so. At least I still got us in the A minus. But that means they, I have them there because they can improve. They like there's still room for them to improve. Let's go with the cornerbacks, bro. And we'll we'll get to the coaching and we'll wrap this up. I don't, man. This is hard for me. The corners because Ward's been awesome except for one game. Emmanuel Mosley was playing like the best corner in the world before he got hurt. Um, Diamador Lenore, good gosh, played great. Samuel Womack, we've got good starts. But it just, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go A minus, but I feel like this should have been an A plus. It should have been an A plus if you just take away that one injury in that Chiefs game. Um, but A minus. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had the greatest statistical game ever since Next Gen Stats started. Um, against, against the 49ers? Against the 49ers. <laughs> and they've been doing a lot of games. The best ever that they've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I'm going A minus. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a B. I, okay. I don't think they're at the A range yet. I think Mooney Ward had a that his one bad game probably took it from a B plus to a B. Yeah, that I hurt. do know there's a bunch of injuries here. Like I get it, but he definitely recovered the next game. Uh, yeah. I felt like he he was a lockdown pretty much. I mean that was one bad penalty call. I thought it was a bad penalty, but other than that. Uh, Mooney is kind of like all we got. And if I'm these other, uh, these offenses, I'm trying to pick on the opposite end. And this is where Jason Verrett can come in and help elevate this cornerback spot. Because when mostly was there, you didn't know where to throw it. You had to throw the ball across the middle of the field. And what happens when you throw the ball in the middle of the field, in my opinion, is more uh, accessible to interceptions for, for quarterbacks to make mistakes. And that's where Hufunga, who which leads the team in interceptions, by the way, at three, that's where he was getting his plays. He was he was understanding that because of the lack of talent at that position. As far as you got Mooney Ward, then there's a big drop. I like D. I like Demo. I think I think he's great. He's going to be an excellent cornerback for the 49ers, but he's still growing. He's not there yet, right? Uh, right. Avery Thomas, nowhere near there yet, right? And so who are you? Who can start? opposite Mooney and you have to start one of those guys you take a decline at that position unfortunately so I'm going with the B um I'm hoping that they can improve and uh we'll see what happens going into the second half of the season let's go with the coaching we'll just go let's just go offense defense Kyle's offense D'Amico's defense let's say B minus You've got the playmaker playmakers on both sides of the ball, and you've been good, not great. Um, they haven't gotten on the same level and had, you know, the second half of the Rams game, the most recent Rams game, was the first time we saw the defense on and the offense on at the at the same time. Can they do that for a game? Um, so yeah, I'm going B minus. All right. I'm going with a solid B from the offensive scheme only because I've seen progression. And gotcha. you can say it's because of CMC being at it. Fine. Whatever it was, they took the balls and the kahunas and went out and traded some picks and got a dynamic player. That right there results to a B, and you're starting to see this production. Now, if you want to get into the A, we're going to have to put up touchdowns. And that, and that for me, is the biggest issue with the offense. Kyle Shanahan, uh, a bunch of plays aren't being executed properly. Sometimes his play calling is, is a little bit suspect. And things like that. But I'm going to go with a solid B. Not too far from your B-. minus. If Let's say if your B- minus was an 84. 
my B is an 85. So, like, it's just not – it's really yeah, close. Yeah. Let's go with the defense. Just defense? Yeah. I, man, overall, I think it was good. B plus? I'd say B plus because okay. you've had so many more good games than the offense has. Yeah, Chiefs dog walked you. But outside One of that, game. the Falcons – yeah, Falcons was bad. But really, they only gave up 21 points. So, you can't really say that was bad either. You had the fumbled – um, Jeff Wilson fumble return for a touchdown. So yeah, I, man, a minus, a minus coaching wise. You just okay. had that one game. Okay, so that we push because that's what I have written down right here in my notes. I had wrote down your B plus, but we're a push at the A minus. Listen, D'Amico Ryan's is doing great things. He will be a head coach next season elsewhere. Um, but he he has his not in the AFC West. You do not want to hire him as a coach if you're playing the Chiefs twice a year. That's all I gotta oh, say. Gosh, right, right, right. John, this was fun. This was, this was fun, fun, dude. Anytime I'm with the great Wayne Breezy, uh, I love it, man. I'm gonna post our total grades, our our, our grades, uh, on on Twitter. I have those out there so you can see. But this was a really fun exercise. Uh, I'm dying to know what everybody else is saying, so we're gonna check the poll. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and now I asked them for their overall grade. Do you want to do our overall grades here? Yeah, let's. My overall grade would be right at man. It's elevated because of the Rams game and the bye week and the CMC trade. I'm going just to be just a freaking right in the middle B. See, I like to do it based off of what you told me. So you gave me a you gave me a 79. Uh -oh. You gave me a C plus. I, I count that as a 79. You gave me a B minus. I count that as an 80. You gave me a B plus. That's an 89 for the receivers. You gave me a A for the uh, tight ends. You gave me an A for the offensive line. All right. And then for. It's going to be higher. It's going to be higher. Probably higher. B plus. Exactly. You gave me an 80 for the D line. You gave me a 90. I mean, you gave me an A minus for linebackers. For the safeties, you gave me a 100. And then uh, for the cornerbacks, you gave me a 90. And then yeah, for the coaching. Be... B plus. gave me an 85 plus a 90. So we got to add all those up divided by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. All right. It's so going to be ahead. higher. It's probably going to be A minus, like a 91.5 or something off the top of my head. That's Let's my see if guess. John is right. Let's see if he's right. John's overall grade is 79 plus 80 plus 80. Dude, I love this. Y'all are getting a sneak peek at uh, what teacher life is like. <laughs> Plus 80, plus 90, plus 100, plus 90, plus 85, plus 90. Ooh, divided by 11, 88.4. Oh, all right, there we go, B+. Plus. All right, B+, plus, all right. I'm all right with. I'm all right with. And and I think, again, you have to put it in context. You just look at 4-4, four and four, that's not a B-plus season. However, you won the three biggest games on your schedule. You are trending upwards. Uh, you've gone through the most injuries in the NFL, and you still have those things. So you got to put all that out there. <laughs> John, I'm not going to do mine. That took that took longer than what I thought to add up your dreams. Uh, but I'm dying to know. Uh, you know what? I tell you what. That's going to be yours. I want to know if people think I'm going to be higher or lower. Am I going to be higher or lower in John's grade? I'll post my grades on He's Twitter. Lower. All right? He's Higher and lower than Johnson. It's weird because you went C plus, I went B minus. You went B minus, I went C plus. Yeah. On a couple. So we'll fit, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. John, there's a couple as a, a question uh, about OBJ. We're hearing a lot of these rumors about OBJ. 
Uh, Mike Rotonda wants to know, would Odell be worth it? Uh, the, I think the answer is yes. If you've got to sit down and say, you're our third wide receiver. You understand that you will be getting 35 snaps a game. You understand that if he could sit there and say, perfect, I'll be the number three. I'll get 30, 35 snaps a game. If he can say, yes, I'm cool with that. Then it's worth it. If he wants to come out and thinks he's going to start over Ayuk or Debo in a two wide receiver set, then God, no, it is not worth it. And how and much? So it's all he, up here. How much would he cost? Uh, I, I think you could do a four million dollar uh, with incentives and all that kind of stuff, which I think okay. they they have. Um, and you could even do two years. You could sign him on a two years and add one dummy year to it to make it feasible. Um, you know, it'd only be a one year deal, but you'd be able to, you know, offload some of the signing bonus, uh, some of those things. So, all right, fits the cap too because we have about five million left in. It'd be and tough Tyler, to do with our number. I'm going to be honest with you. It'd be tough. It would be. It would be. All right, John, before we get you out of here, uh, we asked the fans out there that are watching the show. I don't like calling them fans. We asked the family, uh, what was their overall 49ers midseason grade? All right. And out of 109 votes, what do you think they chose? A, B, C, or D? Probably B or C. It's going to be between B and C would be my guess. So pick one. I'll go B because you're a happy person. Yeah, I wish they 48% <laughs> went with the C because okay, they, okay. they don't grade, they grade with emotion. Hey. <laughs> I thought I'd never say that. Uh, but 48% went with the C, 44% though went with the B, so it was really close. It was really close. Uh, 3% A, 2% D. I'm surprised there were some D's. Th those must not be 49er fans if they're in here. There's no way this team is a D. Yeah, I don't know. Some people are upset with lots of things, whether it's Kyle Shedahead or Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. And so those people are going to be upset. You just let them be upset and you give them a hug and you just you listen to them be upset. That's just right. what it is. All right, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Listen, if you like what you saw, make sure you hit the like button. Don't forget to comment. I definitely respond to the comments in the comment section. And most importantly, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you get anybody that you know to subscribe to the channel as well. If you want to see John on here every week, leave a comment on this show, and John will have no choice but to be on here every week. You got I ain't me? mad about that. I ain't mad about that. <laughs> I love you guys. Stay up, stay faithful. John, any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Dude, you if you are not excited about what is upcoming for this 2022 season, the second half, I don't know why you're a fan. Because this, we are on the precipice of what could be the most exciting 49ers football since the 80s. That's what is on, like, it's right here. Like, we're so close. I'm so excited, man. So excited. Thank you, Wayne, for having me on. Big fan of what you do. Best in the business. Appreciate you, John. See you in a couple of weeks when we head out to Mexico City. Thanks for watching, y'all. Stay up, stay faithful, and always keep it nitty-gritty.